All right, what's up, Chooms? Welcome back. My name is John John the Wise, and you are listening to Tabletop Cyberpunk. This is one of the OG old school episodes that I'm used to. Or not, well, I haven't done it in a while, but I have an amazing guest with me. Most of you have seen him before, if you're tuning in on this channel. He is part of Under the Crimson Sky, and he also has a wonderful podcast called the No Latency Podcast. It is a cyberpunk red actual play podcast in the style of an audio play, uh, audio drama. And uh, he also has a YouTube channel and other things that I'll let him talk about. But I have with me Binary Dragon. How are you? Hello, everyone. Yes. No, I'm fine. Hi. There's also hey, a what's up? video version. I'm waving. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I produce uh, No Latency, which is a cyberpunk red roleplay role podcast. Uh, we just finished season one. Um, we've released a bunch of side quests, and there's loads of great places to start. Um, and you can check out information about my podcast at nolatencypodcast.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at Binary Dragon. Yep. Yeah. And all well, the rest you'll find through that stuff. Yeah. It's, it's a podcast. You guys know how podcasts work. You go, you download it, you listen to it. He's, but you've also, you started your YouTube channel, right? Yeah. Yeah. We just started releasing some video content. We've got a Q&A coming up in a few weeks uh, with uh, which Miss Magitech is hosting, which is really nice. Very um, nice. We've put up the panel that we had at Comic-Con. We've got an animated uh, monologue from Jeb that's really fun to check out on our YouTube channel. I think that came out yesterday. Uh, yeah, we're trying to we're trying to expand our content a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm still considering putting the whole podcast on YouTube. I'm just not really sure how, because I want it to have a video. So that, that um... I want it to have a video component, and I'm working on that. And unfortunately, yeah. I've watched Edge Runners, and now I want things that are a little bit further than dude are you kidding me it's like top level anime such a good show isn't it Uh, it, it, it's very very good but i've realized in watching it that there are lots and lots of shortcuts they're taking that you just don't notice yeah yeah i've watched the first two episodes twice now Mm. Um, and i don't want this to divulge into a conversation about edge runners which is now available on netflix and if you're into cyberpunk sorry for hitting my microphone if you're into cyberpunk i would check it out um, and yeah, you know the, people say you know oh you know give it a few no seriously just finish the first episode i have a friend of mine who was like oh yeah i, I kind of watched half of the first episode and i was like what are you doing it's like 25 minutes watch the whole thing dude watch the whole thing are you kidding watch me the first episode give it a blimmin chance <laughs> It tells it really, you what it really what, tells. This is what the yeah. The first episode is one of the best first episodes of like any show I've ever watched. Oh wow, you really like it? <laughs> well, yeah, because I'm like I'm super critical, you know. Like yeah. uh, I, I mean, I'm not super critical, but I mean, I would be because I'm like I've been playing Cyberpunk for years. Yeah, you know, it, when I played 2077, it was the same thing. It's like, okay, what are you going to do to my game that I'm used to? You know, absolutely. So I think that. They told the story of what cyberpunk is really well. They like introduced it right, like nail on the head. Corporations, bleak, no one cares about you. You got to make your own destiny. It's like exactly what my cyberpunk life has always been about. And there's so much death. Yeah. There's a lot of death. There are consequences for actions and consequences for social status. And people die. And I like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some people throw segues, their lives away. 
yeah, segues into what I wanted to talk to you about, because full disclosure, I was like, John, I want to talk about this thing. Um, so I will say at this point, right where we are now, there is likely going to be spoilers for the end of season one of No Latency. Um, fairly, fairly deep spoilers, too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so if you don't want to listen to that, that's fine. Yeah, this is um, kind of not the episode for you, if that's the case. <laughs> because we're interested in the show at all. We've got, yeah. by, the, by the time we're finished with season one stuff, it'll be 85 episodes of really fun cyberpunk red content um, yeah. that I personally think, as the creator, you will enjoy. Um, and John John's listened to at least six episodes and says it's okay. So we're good. Right? How dare you? I said it's one of the best shows out there. Are you kidding me? And I mean that genuinely. When you guys listen to it, you'll know why. It's like uh, the, the, the attention to detail is insane when it comes to audio dramas. If you guys have ever listened to any of those audio dramas, especially modern ones, there's like spatial audio things going on that you're doing, sound effects. Yeah, and it's a, a fun story, man. But spoilers for that. Yeah, uh, it's going to be heavy spoilers. But the good news is that you can go and binge No Latency Season 1 yep. and, and the side quests if you're on Patreon. Which and John is in one. You're in I, am in, I am in one, uh, which is, I think it was two episodes, right? Or was it three? Yeah, it was two episodes. Uh, two episodes. Uh, duck Uncover. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so that was so much fun, man. They uh, So they're they're all there available. So you can binge all that and then you can come back to this and have a little mini Q and A before the Q and A. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And if and, and frankly, if you want a taste of the show, you can check out the Memento Job, which is available on a YouTube channel. It is two episodes. One is an animated short, and the other is our panel at Comic Con, and it's very much what we're like. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Um. So yeah. So we're gonna spoil Not that. Plugging. Enough plugging. We're done. Enough plugging. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just get to the meat of it. Today we wanted to talk about player uh sorry not player death character death i already did a video on player death <laughs> oh yes quite pc death more specifically yeah. yeah we're talking about character death i know it's a topic that's been talked about before um but it's one of those things that you it, there just no there is no solution for it but it's something that is inevitable and it's going to happen and it's yeah. always interesting to talk to other game masters and players to see how they've dealt with it yeah, and and again, spoilers begin like right now. Um, yeah, for no latency. Hey, I've never killed a player before, and now I have, yeah. and it was weird. I didn't, yeah. and I had. Unfortunately, I wasn't just. It wasn't just like a few weeks before. It was about halfway through season one. Uh, I'm actually going to try and be subtly vague. Uh, to my to the best of my abilities mm -hmm. um one of my players turned to me and said hey i can't continue being in the show after season one when does it end um because they have to like go and do uh in real life stuff they've got a literary agent they're writing a book it's all incredibly exciting but they need to dedicate some time to it so you know he was like well uh, they were like fuck uh they were like <laughs> oh well, you know um he was like, oh, I don't know, maybe I could do little bits. And I was like, what, what do you want to do? And he said to me, I want to die. I want my character to die. And I was like, oh, how do you? Okay, cool. Yeah, let me, let me pause you right there, if I may. 
go ahead yeah the idea that someone wants to kill their character uh voluntarily is like i love everything about it it's like ballsy it's brave it's cool it's interesting but it's the reason it's so amazing is because i know people that have had the same characters for years yeah like Arnog plays in our Under the Crimson Sky. Wild Blood is not a guy. new character. He's yeah. been playing that character for like 20 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. So just for, and I know that your player was invested in their character too, but right. they knew that it would be such an amazing moment. Yeah. If but somehow that happened. There's one other wrinkle to this moment that I think is important. I'm going to adjust my microphone volume a little bit. There we go. There's one other thing that's really important. And I said to him a few days later, it's like, okay, I've got an idea that I want to do that might change your history a little bit, but kind of build on what you've already given us. And he said, do whatever you want. Which I think is a very dangerous thing to say to a GM. And because also this person has been a GM, I have been a player under them. And he just looked at me and said, have freedom, do what you want, which I think is a dangerous thing to say to a GM. Um, so I did. I weaved them into the story and it was impending. And this sensation of like, the, I, I've been given permission to do this thing, which generally is really shit. Uh, yeah, I think a lot. I think there are some GMs out there who enjoy playing games where you know the people can just fucking die in the middle of the campaign, and that's just the way life is. And then you roll someone else and you shoehorn them into the story, and that's just another way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm of the proponent of death is not a punishment; it is kicking someone out of the game mm-hmm. a little bit for me. And I think if someone rolls really badly, then they lose a leg or they have to like invest in fixing that or they get, they scrape out the skin of their teeth or they lose a, an item they really like or like really punish them, but let them continue in that punishment is kind of my way of doing it, I suppose. So I don't necessarily consider death unless the dice are going to be really mean, I suppose. But again, I've only ever killed one PC before and it was weird. Yeah, it is. It's honestly, it's hard to explain, especially to someone who doesn't play tabletop RPGs. Like, uh, my wife is one of those people, like, she she's never played, she hears me acting like a weirdo in the other room. Mm-hmm. But then when a character dies, and I've explained it to her, she's just, uh, it doesn't click. Like, why is everyone so invested in it? It's really hard to explain yeah. why it hurts you know to lose a character even if it's not your character it's somebody else's i i found it nearly impossible to hide how i felt about this situation um it it happens in the very last episode of season one it's a beautiful moment too by the way thank you you can hear how much it's affected us all emotionally you can hear like my voice breaking you can hear tears you can it, it really really pulled us weirdly together um, and it was really mad, such a yeah. mad thing. Because we all knew, all the players, everybody knew, everybody. Knew I was going to say on. that Everyone somebody table, even mentioned in the, the table. Some one of your players even mentioned, like, oh, I knew this was going to happen, and I'm still crying. Yeah, yeah. 
it's it's a crazy moment man um and what's even I, crazier is that was recorded before we did the panel at comic-con so yeah. the panel at comic-con is ever so slightly a lie you know like the cake from portal terrible mm-hmm. internet memes no but seriously it was odd i had to like shoehorn a reason into like essentially going back in time so the memento job set just before they head to the arasaka building but because of reasons within it they don't remember uh which was my get out of jail free clause of like oh memory forgetness i'm 12 this is the story we're writing today (laughs) it was all a dream (laughs) right yeah right (laughs) and then they forgot (laughs) yeah uh the first character that i ever killed was ugly because the player unfortunately was not the type to uh be able to handle it like uh the the way i would explain it is they just didn't want to accept it you know they didn't yeah. like for their character to have a chance to fail and uh that was just like that's like a deep rooted problem with that player you know like they're right. they always wanted to be on top of every situation yeah so when their character died it was at the final moment, final boss, final everything. So I thought, damn, what a way to die, like at the last moment. You know what I mean? But to them, they were like, ah, I think it was kind of bullshit that I, my character died. So that put me in this like spot where I'm like, was it bullshit? Did I, was I too hard on the encounter? Was it fair and square? And luckily the other players were like, no, dude, it was fair and square you're fine you know and that helped me a lot but yeah like I, you like you said it's weird <laughs> weird it's weird have you ever died as a player yeah yeah actually the first character i ever made died like immediately oh it was in rifts symbiata's rifts i was playing with arnog arnog shows no mercy right yeah well he, <laughs> he killed my character well, to be fair, I rolled a one and the opponent rolled a, a natural 20. Oh, damn. So it's like, okay. when oh. else am I supposed to die? You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's Absolutely. like, and that's when I was introduced to that. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I was like, oh, that's actually pretty cool. Like, if the odds could be so bad in your favor that it's like you're dead. So I was actually, okay, that was fun. Why don't we play something else? And we started playing other RPGs and stuff like that. Fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I yeah. died as a player, um, and I knew I was going to. I'd made the decision. I didn't tell anyone. I, I I instigated it. I'm the one who clicked the button and caused the explosives to blow me uh, apart. Was it I a was, heroic yeah. sacrifice thing? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. My GM was very surprised. That's cool, man. <laughs> it's like, the, the vampire comes towards... It was Spoon, actually. The vampire comes towards me. And I was like, cool. I hit the detonator. <laughs> he went, what? <laughs> oh, I, was like, I knew it was the last session he was the big bad i wanted everyone to live i was like fuck it we're not going to continue these characters i know that yeah. i knew that this was it this was where this story was going to end i was like i would be more fun Boop. bye vampire man blew <sighs> his body off <laughs> that's great dude yeah, it it's great when you can choose it does suck when you lose to the dice mm. but that's part of the fu- that's part of the risk it for the biscuit kind of thing when you go and you play that you know that the odds could just be stacked against you one day and you just lose that character that you worked so hard on yeah yeah but stories have to end um i think that was something else that struck me 
uh, from a sort of production side of a story. I've had a lot of people message me about how, like, they're affected by the end of the show, um, how they cried or uh, they felt they had emotion. One person uh, uh, tweeted me, uh, or rather tweeted us, why didn't you tell me I needed tissues? I listened to the finale at work. I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> it's like, dude, I'm crying in the club right now. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think it's, it comes from a mentality of, of, like, tragedy is still a great story to experience. Um, even if the victory is bittersweet. It's important to see that Night City and the book itself does say that like nothing's black and white, even your victory. Yeah, people lose legs, people lose their lives, people lose trust. Um, not necessarily all of those happen in the show, but these things happen, and they make them feel like more real life, and it makes the stakes of the game that you're playing, I think, heighten. Because now that I've done that, now that I've killed a player. I know that it's actually not that difficult. Now that I've mm. killed NPCs brazenly, I know how that can affect players and how it can make them feel like these events matter because we're not always going to win. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important. Of like that, that teetering edge between being an, a complete annihilator as a GM <laughs> be like no you're dead fuck you giant well explosion. that's so that's easy actually like the game is designed in such a way any tabletop rpg is designed in such a way where the game master can create something that kills all the players instantly so mm. that's not something that you can't do as a game master that's actually one of the easiest things to do you pick the no, hardest but thing but you pick you pick Finding that middle ground between it being unbelievably easy, where they're like, oh, yeah, we want to go. Exactly. That's the art of it. Yeah. And then when, when they lose their characters in that middle area that you've created, where it's just challenging enough, but not too, you know, too challenging, then everyone's like, hey, it was fair, man. You went straight down the middle, and you did it that way. Yeah. Yeah, just... It's weird how it emotionally affected me. I've cried about it a lot. <laughs> yeah, I get it, man. you know, I like to express my, I like to let my tears out. I'm not one to hold them in. But man, yeah, alive. Feelings Ooh. are real, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Feelings are real. I cry so much more now that I'm a father. Like, I was like a, a like cold hearted person. My wife was even like, Dude, you're scaring me. Like, sometimes you don't cry. But as soon as my son was born, it was like, <laughs> I cry over everything now, dude. <laughs> it's so funny. But um, talking about losing a, a character and everything and, and creating your your story, I think also what you did was you did a really good job immersing people in the story. Mm. And I really felt like I was in the, I don't want to say what kind of vehicle, but I was in it looking down with everybody else. Mm. And they all, I saw what they saw. And the way that, that it ended right there at that moment was what really painted the picture. Cause those are like the traumatic moments that like remain in your mind. Yeah. Big time. And, and that's what it was. And you went there and it even spooked you, dude. Yeah, man. I, I, yeah, it, it's it's not only that I killed a PC. I I killed like main story characters, main story NPCs as well. Died, 
and a few other ones could have died, but players took actions that meant that those characters lived, uh, which was very interesting. I didn't expect them to. In yeah. my head, I had this like, well, if the person stays here, they're fucking dead. No one said anything. And then all of a sudden, somebody demanded that they leave, and they, they get to live. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, you put down these rules on a piece of paper, you know, when you're planning this shit. You're like, oh, okay, so if this person stays here, if they have to roll and they'll likely die because it's, a, you know, you need a crit to win or blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and, and also, here's the other thing. I had died as a player before I killed a player, a PC in a game. And when I chose to pull that trigger on that, on that, magical C4, because we were playing Blades in the Dark, and blow up that vampire and myself, ending my, my character's life and the, the vampire's life as well. My GM didn't make me roll for it. Hmm. And I think that's a great choice. I, do, I think so too. I honestly think so too, because there's no reason... What are you going to roll for? I mean... If you survive, my it thumb sucks. slip off the thing, and then it doesn't yeah, happen, and then I that's die. Not, and that's worse. You're going to die anyway. Now you don't. You die without blowing yourself without up. Having a cool day. Yeah, you're you're yeah. De you're denying, and I I think that I think that Spoon's reasoning for that is very much just that is a yes and moment. That is yeah. not a let's see moment. And I think well, those are honestly, it would take me out of the immersion if oh, yeah. anything other than that happened. So it's like sometimes, just like when you tell your players, like, there's no reason for you to roll for this check because it's so impossible, you're not going to be able to pass it, even if you get the maximum. It's the same thing for that situation. It's yeah. like there's no way to survive. It doesn't matter what you roll. But I learned in that moment, you know, I was, I was a young GM when this happened in terms mm -hmm. of my GMing history. Um, and I learned that, like, there are just some moments when a player has so much uh, drive for this moment that you just say that you that that yeah, that's fine. That yeah. happens. Yeah, some things in some things that happen in life are guaranteed to happen. You know, like, like I can yeah, push 100%. a shopping cart. You know, like I don't need to, like a catastro a really catastrophic moment would have to happen for me to not be able to sh push a shopping cart. Yeah. Also, yeah. yeah and 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 in fairness, this moment was me lowering my thumb on a button. So, ah, there you go. You know what I mean? It was That's a magical it. button, but it was. It was in Venice too. No, it was in Dustfall because oh, Blade okay. Dark is set in this sort of dark city with rivers around the roads and stuff. It's very cool. Was that recorded, by the way, or you guys just played? No, that was an offline game I played with yeah. Spoon uh, during the Panasonic um, with in. In Skull or Jade's Discord. Oh, okay. From Twitch, it was really. Did I meet fun. you after the panorama? You met. You met me near the end of the panorama. Oh, uh, okay. The pandemonium. The pandemonium. Yeah, let's just see the throughout the show how many <laughs> different ones we could do. <laughs> so the, pan the, the event, pancakes were a weird. Type. Like that word at all? Yeah, I know, but I mean, so far they like me because. I've been submitting the ratings of our Under the Crimson Sky, and it's like, is there any foul language? I'm like, no, there's no Arnog. <laughs> there's no Arnog saying the worst things ever. I'm surprised. Uh, I'm normally the one who's like the most sweary person. Yeah, he's just... I swear like a sailor. He, there's only one. He's one of one. Yes. 
Eight. Definitely one of one. <laughs> um, talk to me about uh, the aftermath. Uh, after the player's character is gone, uh, how soon did you guys recover from it, you think? I think we were fine. I think a lot of us went through our stages of grief while playing the game because we knew from halfway that he wasn't going to continue. Um, and it became very quickly apparent that his backstory had been woven into the into the overall story a lot deeper um than other people because of that choice so we we felt pretty prepared for it actually uh we you know we we had discussions about you know if we're filling a fourth chair because we have four players um after season one and the answer to that is in our q a comes out on our youtube channel (laughs) There you go. Last You're not Wednesday getting anything free here. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we, we thought long and hard about what to do next. And I think we've made a really good choice. And I think people are going to be happy with what we do. It's the person you told me, right? That is, they are going to be the irregular, right? Is more important. I miss playing with him. Well, usually when you kill a character, if you guys still have a good relationship, then they just make a new character. Yeah. But this situation, it's like, I got to go and leave. So you kill the character and then you lose the player too. Yeah. So they're not even going to re-roll. You know, I just don't get to play with them again. Well, you know, you never know what the future holds. It could But they won't be a regular. No, maybe. Not maybe not for a year. You're not going to see that. We're not going to see that character ever again. Yeah. I mean, actually, I mean, who the hell am I kidding? Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Let's let's break it down. Let's let, let's break it down, listeners and watchers, because it's a fantasy game. So here's the, here's the 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 truth of it all. If you want to bring a PC back, you fucking can. It doesn't yeah. matter if you're blown into a million pieces. It could be a clone. You can kind of bullshit they could come back stitched together like a really bad uh, jack skellington you could do so many fun things yeah plot never armor. be afraid to just deus ex machina your way out of it create some 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 sci-fi bullshit because everything in that book is wonderful sci-fi bullshit yeah and warhammer does that a lot yeah it does <clears throat> yeah like <laughs> the emperor is quote-unquote alive <laughs> But he's on the a corpse on a throne. But yeah, they, just, they still say that. Yeah, he's fucking dead. That guy's dead at the door now. Yeah, I'm upset with them right now. I've been waiting for my book. It's like weeks that I've been Ooh. waiting for my book. Drop the thing. Um, I wanted to talk about something else. Uh, when it comes to player death, um, okay. you've never you've never experienced like a player passing, right? No, I haven't. No, and I watched your video about this. Yeah, that's that was such a weird. When when you're talking about weird, that like adds a crazy other layer of weird to it. Because I never expected to even have that experience until I was like in my 90s, you know, or 80s. Yeah. It's like it's like it's like that's when you lose your friends, you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, it was it was a really because it's exactly like you said. You you miss them, you miss that player, you miss their character, you miss that player, you miss them coming back and being at the table. They're no longer there. 
and uh and then and there's no way of that character coming back either so i get that but how it seems like you're okay now i know oh, yeah. you said you I... you cried about it for a little while it, oh, yeah. it hit you but you're back on the horse yep and i mean you're we haven't fun recorded seven episodes of season two like we're already i'm past it you know so can i ask you are you now more like uh scared about killing uh, a, another character in the future another pc because with my situation it kind of like made me more hesitant to kill a mm. player i think essentially the way i've always played ttrpgs is the focus on telling a story as a group and because of that random death doesn't help tell a story and so i think what it's taught me what this particular this particular pc death has taught me is how important stakes are to a story and also that any character death npc or pc any of those can be a really really good plot hook plot point and it can also be a fantastic full stop to a story yeah um and being brave enough to perhaps i don't mean i don't mean railroad in any shape or form but being brave enough when someone says you know what i'd be okay if my character dies in the finale of this i might re-roll that actually would be nice there's nothing wrong with you putting one extra dude in that room to maybe make sure that happens especially if they've asked yeah but also if the stakes are high enough and someone dies make it cool <laughs> don't let it be a bullet let it be not just one bullet it should be really really cool heroic it should matter it should change the tide of battle it should bring them bring everyone to a silence they should get one last hurrah something do it make they it a door. legendary action whatever you want to do yeah but i i think that if a player has to die sorry if a pc has to die i know it should matter to the story that you're telling those are the ones that will they'll remember because then it's not they didn't die in vain story-wise that's important it gives other people revenge if it etc etc yeah i'm with you i i totally but agree I, I with think, you i think i'm the kind of gm who will not let a player die in session two because it's boring and they've only just kind of got their feet in this character i i am the kind of gm frankly who will like just nudge it to the left a bit so that they might get hurt a lot mm -hmm. but they're not dead yeah that's that's definitely been a fear of mine that i'm like okay is this first encounter gonna just kill them like in our game under the crimson sky mm -hmm. you guys go to the graveyard and then there's an arasaka hit team that hits you yeah. one of those guys had a missile launcher right. he fired a rocket if that hit and it rolled double sixes um, you all probably would have died, right? Because that's eight d six damage, and then but, boom, campaign's okay, over. So this is the other thing that I think is really important to hear. When you're making something you intend to record, produce, make into a show, I encourage you to do so, listener. It is a lot of fun. It is a lot of work, but it is a lot of fun. Don't forget that a death like that early on ruins pace. 
you do not say you have three players at your table you've got three players at your table and you've got yourself and you're recording it for a podcast a youtube show whatever you have forgotten the fourth player which is the audience they are invested in this they have favorite characters and it is unwise of you to kill those characters off for the means of production that sounds ridiculous doesn't yeah it? it would have been bad it would have been terrible if you guys died there but i'm but so this, glad even it didn't saying have... this out loud sounds ridiculous so like whoa so you're you're encouraging railroading are you binary actually yeah no. i am when it comes to making a story for for a for a production for the internet for even a tiny audience it doesn't matter how many people are listening to your story if you've got art if you've if you've drawn things and places do not destroy those things at least for the first half of your show yeah, let the fuse light, you know what I mean? Don't yeah, piss on the excited fuse. excited about them and then snatch it away. It's far more fun. But when yeah. it comes to a private game, you are in a completely different realm. You are in a realm where you can spend 20 minutes looking up a rule if you're all really interested in it. You are in a point where you can be like, oh, dude, I think your character might die here. Can we kill you off? Do you want to roll a new character or should we do some... Have that conversation at your table before you start. Like, is everyone okay with actually dying or do you want, do you want to be maimed or... Do you want to just make that decision when it happens? Yep. Have a conversation yeah. about player death. I don't think a lot of people, sorry, character death. I don't think a lot of people before they start have a conversation of like, are we going to die, die? And yeah. the issue is, is like the biggest TTRPG has a way of bringing players back. Uh, sorry, PCs back. I keep doing that. I'm really sorry, John. Yeah, by the way, when we say that, guys, you guys know what we mean. So yeah. we don't have to keep correcting ourselves. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. So, you know, D&D &D in itself has the advantage because they have resurrect spells that will just bring people back just as fine as they are. Yep. Um, whereas in Cyberpunk, that's wish, not a thing. Wish spell does that too. The wish like spell, it, just like, they're fine. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah. There's, no, there's nothing like that in a lot of other t TTRPGs. So you have to remember that requires balance. Because D&D &D mm. is balanced in such a way that even if you die, you can bring that, that PC back. Whereas Cyberpunk, someone's fucking dead. You have to make up some seriously weird sci-fi bullshit. Yeah, you do. You had, Like, Trauma Team was just around the corner, coincidentally, or something. You know what I mean? Or, but, or, uh, or you, like, I, yeah, you create, like, a clone contract thing. Like, in, yeah. you know. Yeah, something, some weird thing, like your consciousness goes into another body. I will say I agree with everything that you said. You're completely 100% correct. If you guys had died at that graveyard, then it would have totally put a hamper on the campaign, like yeah. on the show completely. We might have oh, had to just like rebrand. Be over. Yeah, we would have to rebrand, like make a new thing, make it yeah, new. Yeah, you'd have to have new characters or... We might even have to go to Night City. Like one of the play the, the naffest version of this is the next players is you just film like me dressed yeah. as, as the character. Uh, I play just waking up in bed going <gasps> oh, what, a weird, a dream. what a weird and then dream. we just start from zero you know I, fuck, <laughs> I don't know what you do like yeah. oh shit we have art balls <laughs> but for but me that's different if you're playing if you are listening to a show watching a show on YouTube don't be angry don't be mad if players live through situations where you're like I'm pretty sure that that would kill them yeah because yeah. you've still they've still planned a bunch of recordings or they have um, only a certain amount of time for those people to actually play, so they're going to keep them alive or whatever. Whereas when it comes to a private game, you have more freedom to kill, essentially, yeah. uh, because you don't necessarily have art. That being said, as a GM, if one of your PCs has spent $150 on art 
and on the first thing you kill them, you're a bad person. You're a bad person, dude. Oh my if they've god. They spent money on art, and they're like, I paid this person loads of money, dude, and look how good it's Patreon guys, Don't be that guy, <laughs> Nihilus. You know who you are. He has a problem, dude. He keeps giving this this artist is just like throwing money at him. More artwork, more artwork. And I'm like, dude, if your character dies, I'm gonna feel like shit. Are you kidding yeah. me? <laughs> But, but yeah, it, it it it's you have to. It is not a black and white question. Like, are are you able? Are you willing to kill players? Are you able to fudge dice? Sometimes there are just so many caveats to this question. Mm -hmm. But when you finally do it, if you've done it well, you'll know. I knew I hadn't made a bad decision by um, having this character die, and I knew that the other characters that died around that situation were also good choices. Yeah, because they felt effective. They felt like they pushed the story forward. None of them felt like they were a dead stop. Everything felt like it was good and fluid. And then that just means you're on the right track. Yeah, I say, in my opinion, I, I would say that too. Definitely, I would say you're on the right track with that mentality in general. Just like mm. taking that mentality with you throughout your gaming experience. I will have to say though, I was like, okay, I'll give one of them a rocket launcher with one missile. It's one missile. <laughs> yes, it could go terribly wrong and ruin everything that I've been working for and ruin this show that I'm working on. Or it could do just enough that it's dangerous. Or it could just whiff. And that's exactly what happened. It whiffed. It went yeah. too wide. I rolled terribly. I didn't fudge any dice. I just rolled terribly. And the rocket missed. And they're like, all right, so we got to fight him another way. Yep. And Arnox Wildblood almost died. Yeah, but we also like wrecked. Yeah, for sure. It was a point and where you were like, wow, that's okay. <laughs> yep, yep. It's good because I, I needed to gauge what your characters can do. It was the first combat. Yeah. But it also made sense for the story after what you told me about your character. I was like, okay, this will be a, a fun way to have a hit squad hit them. And and it, it caused like so much fun in the campaign yeah, I didn't know. too. I had no idea. I yeah, had no yeah. idea why they were there. None whatsoever. I, For those of you who listen to that show, that is not how we roll. I'm yeah. a great fan of GMs keeping secrets. I kept so many secrets from my players. Yeah. There's still stuff they don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm Secret. all about surprising the players, like, yeah, completely. Yeah, yeah. I try to... Leave a hint somewhere. It's more fun yeah. that way. Especially if you don't it. see it. Mm -hmm. Well, see, the my hint is, like, you told me about your backstory, so you should just expect... <laughs> So like all each one of you have told me something about your backstories and now you're seeing it come to fruition with uh, Dustin's character uh Wildblood got a letter and uh and what ha what's going on with your character. Mm. So you guys told me about your backstories and I made something happen out of it. So yeah. that's that's what yeah, you should always involve people's backstory. If they've given you a backstory, add it in somehow. They're basically telling you they're telling you like hey, this is what I'm interested in when they tell you their backstory. So all these like game masters that are like, oh, I don't know how to get my characters hooked. Give them a hook. The hooks are there, dude. Just use yeah. that. I always ask permission. So it's like, oh, uh, your character has family. Do you want your family involved in the story? Yes. Do you want your family to be in danger at any point? No. Cool. Mm. All right. I'll just have them like get in financial debt or something. You know what I mean? Like you know, whatever it is. Um, when it comes to a character's backstory, don't forget that that's part of their story that they've brought along. And I would argue you've got to ask consent about like what am I? 
You could even just make it a blanket question, which is, what am I allowed to do with your backstory? And what are okay. your big no's? What do you want to keep as just part of your identity and that's just a part of the law? You know okay, I mean? I because I, I never considered doing that because I'm like, oh, but won't that give it away? I think that oh, if you keep it... Anything. No, the, what you said is good. But if I was like, hey, if you don't want your... Do you want your family to be in danger? And that kind of gives it away because maybe not I do... They, not if these are the questions you ask of every exactly, single yeah. player. Yeah, mm -hmm. beforehand. I always talk about setting expectations in the yeah. beginning. Always set expectations and always have your ear open to what your any feedback that you're getting. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. But there's also there's also something to um you know, not going against your players' wishes, but just telling them like, "Hey, I understand what you're sensitive why you're sensitive about this topic." If it's a no, like blanket no, like stay away from it x go away then there's no discussion there you know what i mean yeah. they're telling you exactly what it is but if they're like yeah it would make me feel a little bit uncomfortable if something were to happen to this character in my backstory you know where the line is they just told you the line that doesn't mean that character can't be in the story they're just telling you where the line is yeah that's they're all just it saying is. like just have them not die please yeah it's like yeah okay <laughs> yeah Oh, I was going to ask you this. It was pretty interesting. You also had to play NPCs that were sad about the PC yeah, death. So you played multiple NPCs, and then you had to play them like different, like to different, different degrees. Of, yeah, yeah, of grief. Like one's like, "Oh, that's pretty sad. Uh, I feel bad for you guys." The other one's like, yeah. in shock, can't believe it's happening. Mm -hmm. So how, uh, talk, talk at to one me point about I that. also play an animal that is also upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> I lent on. Look, I'm I'm a classically trained actor. Um, I trained in London at this big posh. It's not even his accent, store. dude. And, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> um, so the the answer is is that I I lent on my acting stuff that I've learned over the years. I will say one of those characters was just my honest reaction to the situation. Uh, that was easy to lean mm. on. And also, from an actor's perspective, it uh, was also safe for me to lean on. Um, I, I know it doesn't really come up a lot when it comes to role-playing, but you can get very emotionally involved in this sort of stuff, and it can really, really hit you, and you won't fully sort of understand, I suppose, why it, it is dangerous, frankly, uh, to wallow in these feelings for a long time. Method oh, acting yeah. is dangerous if you don't know what you're doing. I actually don't do method acting personally at all. I I don't want to. I don't need to. Frankly, it's not the vibe of how it's I. It's a little too heavy it. for me. I don't. I don't think I'd be able to do it either. But it is important to say that if you if you find yourself getting a little bit too emotionally involved, you know, get some help. You know, talk to a friend. It doesn't have to be a therapist. Talk to a friend and be like, hey, this affected me way more. Like, get help to get yourself out of that emotional hole. It can happen. I've seen, I've talked to people who are like, yeah, PC of mine died and I was like sad about it for like a week or two. I missed work for two days. You should have talked to somebody about that. Yeah, it should be as temporary as possible, the feeling. And it's so, okay. It's okay to feel forlorn a few days ago, but if you're missing days of work, ask for some help. Yeah, for sure. If, if it's going to actually affect your livelihood and your life, because, yeah. you know, work as much as we all hate it, it's what puts food on the table and that's okay. what gives you sustenance so it's affecting your life 
So yeah, you definitely got to do something about it. That's why it's good to have the best support system is already there. It's your group that you guys game with. So no one's going to know more or understand more than the people that you play with. So what I usually like to do after a character death is the next session is just chatting, just hanging out. And oh, I didn't do that. Fuck. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> well, you guys are going to do the Q&A. Yeah. No, so we that, did. that is a form of it. That's fine. You know, the, there might be some clo- things that there's no closure, you know, and then you'll find closure with that. I will say, I will say one thing about season two that I'm really, really excited about. <clears throat> it does not start in a bar. Oh, there you go. So we're leaving. Um, don't tell me. No vacancy. No latency. It's the title no of the <laughs> podcast. Fucking I'm, I'm God damn. I'm an You've idiot, been on dude. it. I'm an idiot. I forgot that's the name you of the bar. Edited this, you oh, man. No, I'm, I'm keeping this in, guys. This is you're getting me real and raw. Okay, I literally just forgot. Now, no vacancy is the name of the LA bar. Yeah, it's the bar in LA. That's yeah, where I based it. It's a pun on that's that. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, uh, that's great. We've had some fun though on the show, and you can check out our bloopers, uh, which come out in the main feed next week. Uh, which twenty uh, first of uh, September, and then the QA comes out as a video version on the twenty eighth. Oh, and the Patreon is ripe, 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 oh, ripe. There's so much on our Patreon now. We've got, I think it's almost two hundred posts of stuff. We've got uh, exclusive sideshows. The Sano Retro show has, uh, I think, forty two episodes. We just yep. released the finale of that. We've Some got all side, of our quests. side quests with no ads. We've got all of our episodes with no ads. We've got maps, tokens, art, uh, fun videos, uh, behind-the-scenes photographs of us at uh, San Diego Comic-Con, um, a, the first episode of System Switch, this other podcast I'm working on right now. Find out more about that uh, on like our website and uh, through our Twitter and stuff. Well, when you guys um, get that going, I definitely yeah. want, will come on the podcast talk about it. Uh, system switch oh it's already started episode two came out today oh did it okay yeah. so then we'll need to bring somebody from the crew and we'll do oh like yeah we'll bring little... spoon on he can talk yeah. about gming it i'm down yeah it's it's his it's his baby i'm just a player in it but yeah i guess i'm a producer <laughs> uh, i designed the logo for it which is pretty whether exciting. you like it or not you become a producer of whatever show you're in <laughs> every every show i'm on yeah because i've got so many producing skills and i was like you want to get money yeah no, fine. I don't yeah yeah that's good. And uh, um, don't forget to check out our Discord as well as John John's Discord. It's brilliant in there. You can find out uh, people to like hang out and play games with and stuff. Um, and also check about, uh, chat about the wonderful game that we all love playing, Cyberpunk Red by Artelsorian Games. Oh yeah, and especially um, with all the new releases coming out with Cyberpunk Red, people are always chatting in there. The After the anime came out, in my discord it's like popping off with people talking yep. about it and people are going like to be that. finding our podcast and listening to this content and if you found cyberpunk red through edge runners good for you welcome oh, to man. our incredibly cool community uh who's really welcoming and groovy and cool also really I, i'm cool. waiting for that i'm waiting for someone to be like i saw the anime wanted to give the game a shot and that's why i'm here i'm waiting also, for that, current dude. community people it doesn't matter if you like or do not like the video game or edge runners or any of the exterior content the fact that it's bringing other people to the hobby is really really cool i'm not saying that anyone's being yeah. a big grumpy poopy face 
But if you have, if you can look in yourself in the mirror and be like, oh no, maybe I was a bit of a grumpy poopy face. Like if someone wants to join your game and they're like, I want to grab this character from the anime. Just let them. I know yeah. it's not set in 2045. Who gives a shit? Just fucking make it work. You okay. can make it work. You could easily yeah. make it work. You can make anything that's uh, anything and anything make, you can make it work. I will notice one other thing. And I said this to somebody uh, the other day, uh, one of our listeners, Breezy. <laughs> I think it's really funny that in the fiction of Cyberpunk Red, Arasaka is like a low-rung corporation. They've struggled. They've had a lot of stuff hit them. But in every bloody story, they're the big bad. Yeah. It's so weird. It's like, it he, is. It, I, I did it too. I did it too. I don't know why I did it, but it felt right. Because... The, because they're, I think it's because it's so ingrained in like Japanese culture too. It has like very Yakuza, if they made yeah. it vibes. Yes. And that's what makes them interesting too. You know, that's yeah, super what's fun interesting as a villain. Super interesting to play as a GM from that side. Super. Yeah. You, you can deploy cyber ninjas and it makes sense. Like no one's oh, going to be like, cool. why would you do that? Yeah. It's, why, who you wouldn't can... want to fight cyber ninjas? Exactly. It sounds so dope. Yeah. Yeah. But it's weird, isn't it? Because, uh, and this, I don't think this is spoilers. Like, Edge Runner's bad guy is Arasaka, kind of. Uh, yeah. They're bad in the story. They're also the bad in the video game. They're bad in the story that causes the video game, which is from the tabletop game. But in the book, they're like, oh, it's a big nuclear explosion. And I was like, no, it's not. For us, I was like, no, it's not. They got a building. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> well, it's their story is like an up and down thing. Like, yeah. tw- up but to 2020. Like, a lot of people pull from Arasaka as a bad guy. Yeah, it's it's great. It's a great. Uh, it's one of the fun things about the cyberpunk universe is Arasaka. Everyone's interested in it. Uh, I think that the one thing people need to remember is your Night City and my Night City are never going to be the same. You're never, never. going to get any one to one. Even if you use the same landmarks, if I have a no latency bar in my game, it's still not going to be the same as your game. And that's the kind of mentality I went with when I played 2077, when I watched the anime, when I listened to other actual play podcasts. It's always, I wonder how they experienced it. Yeah. And I think it's so cool to be able to be immersed in somebody else's vision of what their game is. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take anything away from your game. You know, if oh, anything, cool. it adds inspiration to your game. Haha, <laughs> good fun. Yeah, there you go. Like the dude. I, I, the, the th- I said it on Twitter. The guy with the three eyes in the Edge Runner anime. Have you gotten yeah, there yet? That's really cool. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I was like, how did I never think of that? Like, that's such a cool look. Yeah. On and he's such a badass. Like the character, I was immediately <laughs> like, dude, this guy's such so cool. Fix of vibes. I loved it. I knew it was oh a fix. Oh my god, talk. dude. Like, yeah. The way like when he popped up and everyone was like, oh shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh fuck this guy. It's shit. so cool, dude. So, so cool. So good. Yeah. Yeah. So that that yeah. So it, that's the thing. You know, when you see, uh, I know that one of the things that you like to do, I kind of classify you as a game master with no boundaries. The rules are just a suggestion. Oh, if yeah, you think fuck. something is gonna be cool in your game, you know, damn the lore, damn the rules. I'm gonna make it happen. Yeah, it's way more fun. And, and, and I love that. I love that. Thank you. It means a lot. <laughs> yeah, man. I love that. I'm, I try to, I was, I've been a little bit more, I found my sweet spot. I like like in the middle, I'll take the lore. I'll take what I like. I'll put it in the middle. I'll find something that works right there. But that means it does, you also used Arasaka as a bad guy. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Arasaka is <laughs> always going to be a bad guy. Even in red, when they're not supposed to be in the United right? States, I'm like, yeah, I know what that means. They're working clandestinely, all right? Everybody does it. It's so funny. So don't they... feel bad if you do a trope. That's the other thing. As a GM, do not feel bad if you're like, this is kind of tropey. Fun. Yeah. Tropes are tropes because they're fun. Have fun. People are sitting at the table to fight Arasaka, all right? I'm coming yeah. to if I'm coming to play Cyberpunk, especially after I played the video game or whatever, I'm like, if you don't let me kill some Arasaka ninjas, I'm going to leave. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, that's the thing. And um, I actually have a video coming out soon. I'm working on it, talking about Night City and what it's like to play outside of Night City. So in oh, the yeah, because yeah, our campaign is set outside of Night City. Yeah, and this is the first yeah. time I've ever ventured on a, on a campaign basis, like outside oh, yeah, of Night City. I'm having a great time. It's cool. It's it's fun to because it's like you never know what can happen. You know, it's not there's no preconceived notion of what you're supposed to do. You could just go out there and do whatever you want. But does that mean I'll never play in Night City again? No, I'll probably no. I'll be playing in Night City all my life. You know what I mean? So I think that's totally normal. Yeah, it's been really fun telling stories and in Night City and sharing it with an audience, um, especially as a new GM. You know, I I I just wanted to get it done, and I've kind of learned a lot during the during the journey. And the kind words we've got on Twitter and Reddit and all the other places have been just magic. And I can't thank you as well, John John, for being so inviting. Um, it's been really cool. I'm happy to do so, man. Excited about the stories that we tell very very yeah and it's from my perspective it's really cool to see all these creators like you making cool content for cyberpunk because at the end of the day i'm a fan and when people are making things it's going to be great i don't i'm going to ask him i might edit this stuff out i'm going to edit from here so if there's a weird cut it's because he told me he didn't want to talk about it (laughs) but dustin is working on something very serious with cyberpunk red he, his game is basically what I'm doing, but better, <laughs> like much better on like a way better level. So I'm so happy to see that hopefully come to fruition because as a fan first, I want to see that. You know what I mean? That's part of the reason why I started. I was like, somebody needs to do it. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, the, that there's good things on the horizon for cyberpunk. Anyway, we're cutting in now because I talked to my friend and he said, no, don't mention it. Or maybe he didn't say that. And you guys listened to what I said before. So we should be good to go. But um, my buddy, anything you want to say, anything you want to mention before we round out this thing? Listen to my show. It's good. Alexipodcast.com. <laughs> yeah, you know where it is. Uh, you know, what? it's going to be in the link. Hashtag the description. Uh, shameless plug. It, 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 look. We have a lot of fun. Um, I hope that we give people either the com- confidence or the inspiration to play the game themselves while continuing to listen to us and supporting us on Patreon. Thumbs up. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it, man. I'll go go and support your other creators out there, all right? Yeah. Oh, there goes my cam. Perfect timing for my cam to go out. <laughs> all right. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Tabletop Cyberpunk Podcast. Excuse me. I had a lot of beans for dinner. Uh, We'll see you guys on the next one. Take care. 
make sure you guys like follow subscribe do all those things it helps with the algorithm we'll see you guys on the next one thank you so much bye bye